Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And uh, looking through the itinerary of things we have to talk about this week, I have no idea how we're going to get this done in less than an hour. Oh, God, it's a lot. What time is it? I guess it depends on what time people are listening to the show rather than what time it is for us locally, but also very late. Uh, we'll yeah. just late. Say, w- yeah. when we're recording this, Matt has gone to bed, uh, due to his, his daddy, uh, duties, shall we say <laughs> that, that, that sounds weird. worse than what it that, is. That felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's tired. So he's not up this late, but yeah, we, we got a lot to cover. We got a big week coming up. We had a big week last week. So, uh, yeah, it's a, f- Fun time of year when we got two sports going on or two profit sports going on at the same time. So a lot to talk about and some other non-money sports as well. But let's get started with baseball. We hinted at this last week and we talked about it on Twitter when we tweeted out the podcast. We recorded last week between the two Ole Miss games uh, after the Tuesday win and (laughs) yeah, before the Wednesday also win is what I'll call it. But just to kind of wrap up that Tuesday night matchup, uh, Tech was no hit by the Rebels through four innings. Meanwhile, Ole Miss had scored a run in each of those innings. After two walks to start the fifth, Hogart breaks through with a single to load the bases. Uh, Will Safford doubles in a couple runs and Brody Drost hits a three-run shot to right field. And Tech goes from down four and being no hit to up one in the course of an inning. I think only one out during that stretch. Uh, yeah. Then Landon Tompkins comes in to start the sixth inning, loads the bases, but only allows one run. And now the game is tied five to five. Tech gets that run right back in the seventh inning after Dalton Davis singles in Logan McLeod. But Ole Miss goes one, two, three in the seventh and then only gets a lone single in the eighth to keep the score where it is with Tech up by one. The Bulldog bats were unable to create any insurance. So Tech is only up that one run going into the ninth inning. Ethan Bates on the mound starts by walking the first batter he sees, but then gets a double play and then a strikeout to complete the save. And Tech upsets Ole Miss six to five. Your reigning national champions, Ole Miss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you said no hit. It was a perfect game through the first, I think, five, four and a third. That's where he ended his night because he could not get anybody out after that. It was like we had no answer for him the first two times through the lineup. And then it was just like, Oh, okay, we got it now. I mean, he had seven strikeouts, you know, so he had seven strikeouts in the first, like 14 batters he faced probably. And then just like, could not get anyone out after that. I want to say it's the Cardinals. There's some major league baseball team that starts pulling their pitchers much earlier than other teams. Once they reach that third time through, because a lot of pitchers have the tendency of being lights out the first time through. And, even sometimes the second time through the order. But once you see a guy three times, the batters can kind of pick up on their stuff and actually kind of make you pay for keeping them in the game. And that's what the Bulldogs did on Tuesday night. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing that stood out to me was that Ole Miss, it felt like Ole Miss should have scored a lot more than five runs in this game. I mean, they, you said they scored one in the, in each of the first four innings, but they were leaving guys on base, like nobody's business, man. It was just, they couldn't get the timely hits. And, you know, credit Tech's pitching for, like, I guess <laughs> not giving up those timely, like, extra base hits that would have blown this game completely open. Yeah, 13 players left on base by oh, Ole wow. Miss on the night. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they uh, leave Tech, the, meanwhile, they leave was five. loaded in the third. They leave two on it, it. Or in the second, they leave the bases loaded. Uh, in the third, there's two on base, two on base in the fourth. I mean, again, you're talking about like one timely hit and this game is, is unreachable, right? We end up winning it by one run. So um, 
It was a great night for the Bulldogs, a great quality win over a quality program. Ole Miss may or may not be national championship contenders this year, but they are in the top 10 of baseball, at least right now. And top five. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. the first top five win over a, or on the road for Tech in, I think, something like almost 20 years, maybe, so, like 2004, I think. Um, God, this game feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it was six days ago, and we've played a lot of baseball and seen a lot of basketball yeah, since Jesus. then. So usually we like to talk as much as possible about our wins and as little as possible about our losses. But let's go ahead and skip over to the Wednesday game because it was somehow both. Uh, the official <laughs> scoring keeps the Bulldogs in the loss column, even though they end the game with more runs than their opponent. Uh if you have followed along at all on yeah. Twitter or elsewhere, you know yeah. what happens here. But let's yeah. go ahead and dive into this one. Evan, like do you want to take kinda, the play-by-play? We've set our piece on Twitter, and it's been long enough. But I'm still <laughs> mad about it, I guess. So uh, so when we get to it, I'll, I'll have some things to say. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can recap if you want. I can read. Yeah, go ahead, Courtney. All right. So Wednesday. Ooh, what a game. But the Bulldogs got on the scoreboard first, thanks to a couple of dingers. Um, There was a solo shot by Ethan Bates and a two run home run by Walker Birchfield. Mm. Uh, Old Miss was able to tie it up in the fourth and then take a one run lead going into the fifth. Not much between the fifth and the sixth, but finally we get into the seventh where McLeod opens it up with a double. Uh, Brody Dross takes a walk and then Dalton Davis doubles them home. Tech is up five to four at this point. But a couple of hours later, there is a there's lightning in the area and the game goes into a weather delay. Um, So eventually the game is called. And since Ole Miss never got to bat in the seventh, according to the rules, the score gets reverted back to the end of the sixth inning where Ole Miss was up by one. So the Rebels ended up winning four to three. But I feel like there's more to it than that because, uh, well, yeah, so there was more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, so rules are rules, right? So, okay. that, sure. that You fine. play by the rules that are given ahead of time. Everyone agrees to them when they play the game. Yeah. So, so okay, fine. The issue, My I biggest think, problem is the tarp. I, I, think, I think the issue is that there's so much power in the hands of the home team in these scenarios. Like, I, I, get, I get that if the other team hasn't gotten to bat in the inning, it, like, we weren't even done with our at-bat. We had a guy on third with, I think, one out uh, and a two-out two count. Or okay, so Matuli had just struck out, so okay. he actually gets to save a, a strikeout out of his record of nice. uh, quite a few of them so far this year. Um, so so George Corona, I think, has a two zero count. There's a man yeah. on third. There's two outs. So like, who knows what happens? You know, maybe we add to that lead. Maybe we don't. But I get that Ole Miss didn't get the chance to bat. So like, if we can't continue the game, if there's no way to continue the game, fine. Don't give us the win. But the rule, I think. I think would it would be f- most fair to have a carve out that says, look, if, if you're going to change the result of a game by going back to the last inning, just call it a tie or call it a no contest or what, whatever you have to do. Like the fact of the matter is we scored two runs fair and square that got taken away from us because the, because for whatever reason, and we'll talk about what happened um, or at least Louisiana tech's perspective on what happened, but for whatever reason, our two runs get taken away. So, I mean, I get that it's not fair to Ole Miss to just say, oh, well, Tech scored those runs fair and square, so they win because they didn't get their their home field advantage, you know, bottom of the seventh at bats. And um, I totally get the rules on this, but I mean, when you look at the overall picture of 
and I'm sure we'll go into more detail of this, but like the fact that the field was not covered as a tarp, right. the fact that we did not reschedule the game when it could have been rescheduled. Yeah. Like the, the fact of the matter is the home team has all the power and they can decide, okay, we're not going to put the tarp on the field because it's just a lightning delay. Oh, but then it starts pouring during the lightning delay. So you come back out at 7:45 when you're supposed to restart the game and you tell Lane Burroughs, Oh, this playing field isn't, or the playing surface isn't safe. Therefore the game's over and we win. Oh, like that's convenient, right? Like, because you know, the rules just as well as we know the rules. So, you know, and there were almost fan accounts that were tweeting out. Like, I can't like, all right, rain, get here, get here, get, get us this (laughs) win while the game can be official. And while we're on top, Right. And again, I don't have a problem with fans rooting for rain. That's part of the game. It's part of how this works. I don't even really so much. I dislike this rule. I feel like I don't hate it as much as other people. Uh, the If there's no way to make up this game and you need a result, the best thing you can do is go back to when both teams had played the same number of routes and take the score there, which is what the official rule is. But I feel like there needs to be caveats in the rulebook that allow you to make up the game. It almost sounds like even by the rules of the NCAA baseball manual, you're not al- Tech wouldn't be allowed to drive back up to Oxford and re- replay those last few innings if they wanted to. It just says really? if the game is called, you go back to the previous inning. And possibly there's some wiggle room in there, and I'm not a baseball rules lawyer. I have not <laughs> achieved my baseball law degree yet <laughs> one day. It would be a pretty but, cool job, though. Yeah, cool job. I can't tell. It's it's baseball, so it probably doesn't pay very well, but it's lawyering, so it probably does pay well. So I'm not really sure which one resolves. But either way, Tech played a great series against Ole Miss, should have won both games, possibly. Who knows? Maybe in the bottom of the seventh, Ole Miss ends up scoring 10 runs and run rules us. Who knows? But it just, you feel slighted in this moment when this happens because you're winning the game and suddenly you lost it through no fault of your own. But well, I'm all about talking our shit. Cause like we clearly do enough of that over here. Um, and again, rooting for weather that's going to be in our advantage. Sure. Whatever. But like, again, if I'm Ole Miss, like I, I don't feel like that this is a true win because it just seems like there's an asterisk. Like why, why not replay the game or continue the game? Why not, uh, put the tarp on the field. Like you're number four ranked in the country. Like, what are you scared of with tech? Like, I mean, are you scared that we beat you last night? Okay, great. Well, uh, I don't know what else to tell you, but like, come on, like win fair and square, get on the field. You're talking your shit, back it up. You have the, you can back it up, then back it up. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, it's, it, it does not look good on them. And I understand what you're saying, Nathan, like the rules may not actually allow it, but the fact of the matter is like Lane Burroughs is out there. Like, look guys, we'll do whatever it takes to finish this game. Cause we believe in finishing games on the field. And Ole Miss is just like, mm, I don't think so. We want the win, you know? And like, that's just how they come off. Right. Like, and maybe that's not fair. Like maybe, you know, maybe tech did a great job on optics, which is, wild to think that we did yeah, a good job we ever done a good job on optics our <laughs> yeah. biggest rival is the team that canceled their football program and had everyone rooting for them to come back why right. are, when did we get good at optics yeah but 
Lane Burrow said after the fact that you can't imagine scheduling Ole Miss again in the future. And I think yeah. the next sentence that wasn't as widely circulated as they probably feel the same about us. But I mean, you go back to 2021, the year that we hosted the Ruston Regional and how close we were at not hosting a Ruston Regional, right? We yeah. were the 16th seed. We were the last regional given out of all the possible hosts. And that season was the year that we hosted Ole Miss at the Love Shack. For a midweek series, a Tuesday-Wednesday couple of games where we beat the pants off of them on Tuesday, a 13-1 game, and then they said, oh, we don't have the pitching depth uh, for a Wednesday game, so we're going to cancel and go home. Right. This, yeah, this is who this team is. Yeah. This is who this program is. My yeah. parents went to grad school at Ole Miss, so I feel a little like I can't say too much trash about them, but this is yeah. not the team that I want to play. This is not the team I want to schedule because you never know if you'll actually get to play them for the games that are on the schedule. Right. I mean... Two times in a row, like, or two back-to-back times playing them, and they're pulling the similar stuff. It, I mean, yeah, no, and, I wouldn't know. And hey, man, like, how cool is it that we're in the position where now two top contending SEC schools are like, nah, we don't want to play them anymore. <laughs> like, that's so fucking cool, dude. It feels <laughs> great to have that in one sport. <laughs> like, all right, fine. Like, who wants to fucking play? Who wants to put their dudes on the field and play our dudes? Like, that's what I like, dude. If that's our identity, like, let's go, man. I'm fucking yeah, pumped. Let's go I'm to Arkansas this weekend. A lot of people on Just Twitter, including off. like the Blue Tech Blue uh, official account on Twitter, talking about how they'd run through a wall for Lane Burrows. And I'm not saying I would do that because <laughs> walls are very hard and I am very not made of strong material to go through a wall. But I might. I some people are gonna it's, bust it's through a wall there. like a Kool Aid man yeah. for Lane Burroughs because I mean, I mean, if it's Lane like a Burrows, like a paper wall or something, yeah, I know I would run through a paper like, wall. I'd yeah. run through a one of those like little. Listen, we're not yeah. in the best shape here. I, well, Nathan just yeah. ran a marathon, so fuck, he's probably just. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lane Burroughs because he's so eloquently talks his shit. Like he he yeah. says the right things to the right crowd and to the right people, and like gets his point across in like a way that is so eloquent but also like it, he he still talks his shit yeah I, I mean he said like you know i wouldn't want to win the win a game that way right and that's no. just like such a good dig like hey if that's how they it, basically what he's saying is like they're a bunch of bitches that want to win a game like that right like that's what <laughs> i would say but lane burrow's just like you know i certainly wouldn't want to win a game that way and it's like oh man like <laughs> And then he comes out wearing the on Friday night. I don't know if y'all saw this, but he's yeah. wearing the uh, the uh, w- oh, of course you saw it. But yeah, yeah I don't know if the listeners saw it. He was wearing a, a shirt that one of the equipment staff made him. And it just said, we don't care because his his quote um, from Wednesday night was we don't care. We're Louisiana Tech. We'll you know, we'll play anytime. You know, it's like such a great coach. And like you said, I mean, I'm ready to run through reasonable walls for the man i'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah, brick wall is, is a little much but yeah. yeah also quick plug for the go tech shop shop where you can get a we don't care shirt or a tank and we'll talk <laughs> more about design. that later in the show yeah uh but anything else we want to talk about with this old miss series i feel like we've kind of talked it to death it's also been yeah, a few I mean, days since go check our twitter feed you, you'll get our our takes from the time i mean it was honestly it was a very good night for us on twitter um like that's the other thing for me about this is after basketball has been so much apathy, football was so much apathy of just not even not doing well, but just losing steam near the end of the year where you're like, okay, I guess I still care about this, or I guess I'll st- still tune in and watch and root for my team and everything, but I don't really feel 
called <laughs> to, to be as passionate about this as I have been in the past. This was a moment of like, I'm right, you're wrong. We're going to fight about this on Twitter and have a lot of fun doing it because yeah. this is it, it just it opened back up that passion. I haven't felt since I think last baseball season and it just felt great to experience again. Yeah. Now let's let's go to the let's go to the Northwestern series. I don't know how long we need to spend on this. Um, Northwestern not not good as we talked about last week, but maybe a little better than we anticipated. Yeah, or at least we played down to their level at the most generous reading of events that happened. But yeah, three game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the winless Wildcats of Northwestern. On Friday, Jonathan Fincher gave up a run in each of his first two innings, but he finally got into a groove, allowing no runs and only two hits over the next five innings. Meanwhile, the bats were hot, scoring in each of the first six innings, and by the time it was time to pull Fincher, the dogs were up 13-2. The Wildcats add a couple late runs off of freshman Jacob Havern, but the Bulldog bats weren't done either, and Tech ends up winning 14-5. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> just a just a shellacking right i mean we came out of that game kind of being like man if those are their friday pitchers like what's the rest of this weekend gonna look like but great great game from fincher it's really settled in after his first two innings were kind of shaky and we were like mm, what's going on bud you know but after after that really uh really settled in obviously the bat's super hot anytime you f- score 14 runs i think we had let's see eight Extra base hits looks like four home runs uh, and four doubles. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty good game. A pretty good Friday night. Yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll take the Saturday recap since I was there. Um, oh yeah, it yeah I was I was at the Love Shack on Saturday. But did you catch a home run? I did not. I probably could have caught uh, Hegwood's home run. Um, it was pretty close to me, but it bounced so high off the concrete that it that it went over the train tracks so and uh the cops were stopping people from going back there to get it so i didn't try but um (laughs) some kids did uh anyway basically the flow to this game was kind of like okay when are we gonna show up like this is northwestern they suck like how why why aren't we getting hits we had no hits in the first four innings and uh the the wildcats had four runs in those same innings so it was kind of like all right it's four to nothing like come on guys wake up please i can't i can't have my last game here be the uh the regional and this game be us giving northwestern their their first win like that's just not that's not how you're not allowed to go to a baseball game ever again if that happens yeah basically uh so walker birchfield finally breaks through for a single in the fifth and then uh uh burrows subs in hegwood for i believe it was safford playing second and Hegwood comes in to pinch hit and immediately hits a home run on his first pitch, uh, about 10 feet to the left of your boy. Um, <laughs> another run for the dogs in the six, and then Dalton Davis homers on basically just a line drive that kept going um, in the eighth inning to tie the ball game. Uh, Tech loads the bases with one out, but then Hegwood and Jeffrey Ince also subbed in late in this game, both strike out to end the inning. Um, you know, might love to see a, a pinch hit there from somebody who's a little bit uh, more experienced at the plate, but that's just me. Um, both teams go three up, three down in the ninth, and then both teams get a man on in the 10th with no outs, but neither are able to get across the plate. Northwestern loads the bases in the 11th, um, but then cannot 
cannot plate the run. And uh, with two outs in the bottom of the 11th, Brody Drost hits a single. Ethan Bates walks. Then Dalton Davis singles down the left field line, which scores Drost from second base. And Tech wins 5-4 to four in a walk-off fashion. So I am still allowed to go to baseball games. You are, but that should not have gone into free baseball. It should yeah. not have. Yeah, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to drive home, so I agree. <laughs> I, yeah. I've gotten up at five o'clock in the morning to drive to Ruston for <laughs> for Emily's graduation. Shout out uh, our favorite tech bowler got her MBA on Saturday, so shout out to her. Um, and does then the B I, stand for bowling? Yes, okay. master of master of bowling administration. administration. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> rad as hell. <laughs> Um, yeah, but all in all, you know, it was an ugly win, but it still counts. And I was really hoping that this was going to be the ugliest game out of the series, but it, it, it wasn't, <laughs> um, it was the closest, all. but it, yeah, it wasn't the most confusing, I guess would be the verbiage I would use. I would yeah. use. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Starts off about as poorly as you can imagine. Six of Northwestern's first seven batters reach base and also score. I thought that they were going to bat around at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, before those yeah. last two outs, I was like, they're about to bat around, aren't they? How in the hell? It, it was so weird, too. I don't know. If, did y'all watch this one? No, we were driving between a dog park with a bar and a brewery. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, so basically what, what happens is the first two batters for Northwestern kind of just like they, one of them, I think the very first one hits a kind of hard ground ball right back at the pitcher. He sticks his throwing hand out, like just instinctually to try to grab it. And it bounces off his finger and goes to shortstop shortstop tries to make the play. Uh, can't, can't make the play in time. And then the second hit was just like a slow dribbler to the shortstop and he tried to make the play and he just couldn't make the play in time. Right. It was just two infield hits that were super weird. Then uh, it was Reed Smith um, pitching and like on the third batter, he's like he has no control over his pitches. And so the training staff comes out, they look at his finger and they're like, all right, he's got to come off. So then Greg Martinez, who wasn't the starter, so is not warm. had to come in basically with like maybe a third of the time to warm up that he really probably needed. And so it just was not pretty at all in that first inning. Tech goes down six, nothing, right? I mean, just brutal. Um, And hopefully Reed Smith is all right. I I haven't seen anything to suggest that he's not. It was just like, you know, it dinged his finger just enough that it, it couldn't, you know, he couldn't keep going. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the second inning, the Northwestern Wildcats were able to keep that momentum going. Three of the first four reach base and score. And after an inning and a half, if you were to call the game right now due to weather or whatever, the dogs are down nine to three. And yes, I know that was an official game. You didn't make it four innings or whatever. But but the Bulldog bats just don't quit, scoring multiple runs in each of the first each of the next four innings to go from down nine to three to up fourteen to nine by the end of the fifth inning. And the Bulldogs played a couple more runs, and the bullpen only allows three hits and no runs in the final four innings to allow Tech to coast to a 16-9 win and a series sweep over Northwestern. These were some high-scoring games. I mean, the Sunday and Saturday, or Sunday and Friday game were very high-scoring. The Saturday game was mid-level, but like, God, there were a lot of points thrown on the board by both teams weekend yeah i think the the pitching for us was not exactly what we were hoping for um i also think you know 
Northwestern obviously winless. I'm glad that they're still winless. I think they had some pitchers who I don't know what's been going on with them, why they're giving up so many runs, but like their starter on Saturday was was completely uh, confusing our batters. Like we couldn't do anything against them for four plus innings, right? So they have good players. Obviously, they can score runs. So I don't think they're as bad as their record suggests right now. There's obviously a lot going on with their coaches quitting and or getting fired or whatever. I I really think that Northwestern is a really good case of like you can have the talent, but if you don't have the coaching available to you, your team's going to reflect that. Like they clearly have talent, but I mean, with their coaching situation, they're set up to to have the worst outcome for the year at this point. Right. Also, it's baseball. Sometimes you're just cold. Sometimes a pitcher who gives up hits all the time gets in a groove for a game. It's yeah. it's something that makes baseball an interesting sport because you have such a large sample size over the course of a season that these little moments become insignificant, especially when Tech ends up winning all three games. Well, and it's very we won't be thinking about this in May. It's very difficult to sweep Hopefully. in baseball, and that's why people were like giving shit last week when we didn't sweep Nichols. But like, it's very difficult to sweep in baseball. Like, you're gonna have a day where like everything's not hitting back to back to back, and the other team's just gonna be better. That baseball is like that. It, um, it reminds me of who right now is my most confusing player on this tech team, and Philip Matulia. He was a triple, actually, no, scratch that. He was a home run shy of the cycle on Sunday. Got Wasn't the triple, triple. Got the hard part. Last week? Yeah, he was a triple shy last week. You but know what's he's hilarious. 20, 25 runs scored in this game, zero home runs. That is insane. <laughs> no home runs by either team in this game on Sunday. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean, really shout out to the bullpen here on Sunday for getting that job done. I mean, you know, Martinez obviously in a hard spot, but it just him and, and Reed Smith just weren't able to go and Alex Sparks really came in and completely stopped, right? They didn't score a run after the second inning. Alex Sparks gives uh, three and two thirds, four hits, no earned runs, just one walk. So, I mean, really, uh, you know, really came in and calmed the storm and allowed the bats to keep going and get the job done. Yeah. So all that being said, five games played over the last seven days. Who do we see as a batter and pitcher of the week? I'm going to go for a batter of the week. Um, I'm going to pick Dalton Davis. Um, so on Tuesday night against Ole Miss, he was the one that singled in Logan McLeod to get Tech in the lead. Um, he also doubled home uh, Brody Drost and McLeod to get them home and would have put us in the lead Wednesday had that game not gone how it went. Um <laughs> So he's just made some really good plays. Um, and he had the game-winning hit on uh, on Saturday too, right? Yeah, that was the other thing. He had another game. He had the game-winning hit on Saturday too. So he's making these plays that are like putting us ahead and winning these games, or I guess like not not against Ole Miss in that second game, but could have been potentially. He's making these big plays that are um, the make-or-break plays uh, that we really need in these. So I'm giving it to Dalton. Davis. Yeah, Evan, do you see an easy option for batter or player? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll agree with Dalton Davis, and then I'm going to go with Alex Sparks um, for pitcher of the week. Um, just because he came in in that crazy situation where it's like, man, we've only gotten four outs and there are nine runs on the board. Like, this could get real bad. It's already gotten real bad real quick. So 
you know, to be able to come in in that spot and just put up, you know, basically a starter level performance in terms of like going three and two thirds innings of, of really clean baseball. That's, that's huge to get the sweep. If, if that keeps snowballing, like obviously we end up scoring 16, but like if that keeps snowballing, like what does that do in the dugout? What does that do, you know, for our confidence as a bullpen? Like, so just to come in and just be that dude that we needed in that moment was uh, enough for me to give him pitcher of the week. Yeah, I'm also going to the bullpen for pitcher of the week. I'm giving mine to Landon Tompkins. Ooh, your boy, yeah. my I boy. Forgot, I forgot to mention too. On Saturday, he struck out the side in the top of the ninth, giving us a chance to walk it off in regulation. Then we pulled him. I was like, ah, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, dude, just struck out three straight batters. Like, he was, he was working, man. But he what, was what working, he, but he had worked previous yeah. to that night as well. Ole Miss on the Tuesday night game. Pitched three innings, ended up picking up the win, uh, gave up an earned run, which ends up tying the game. That's when Ole Miss tied it. Then we broke that tie, so he gets the win. Only allowing three hits and one run against a top-five baseball team. That's pretty impressive. Then comes back out Saturday. Yeah, uh, that's, like, a very, that's a short turnaround for a reliever with how much he's yeah. been pitching. Let's see. Yeah, against Ole Miss, he threw 42 pitches, then comes back out against Northwestern when... Yeah, we needed the pitching to come out and, and quiet the Northwestern bats on on Sunday, but our bats eventually woke up. They never did on Saturday, so yeah. we needed the pitching to be lights out, and that's what he was. Three and a third innings, 41 pitches thrown, five strikeouts, including, like you said, striking out the side, nails. Just the dude yeah. came in and just shut the door twice. No and, hits allowed either. Yeah, and just yeah. crazy. And no walks. This- you called it last year, Nathan. You said this was going to be our boy to watch. And I mean, he seems to yeah, be putting up some good numbers in the bullpen this year. Don't punch any walls. Like, yeah, right now on the season, 0. 0.071. 0. 0.71. That would be crazy. 0. 0.71 ERA, less than one walks and hits per inning pitched. Just just crazy so far. Only has yeah, allowed one earned run Yeah, that's in 12 good. and a two-thirds <laughs> innings pitched. Just crazy. Yeah, that's that's a great choice. Huh. All right, so we're done talking about baseball, right? Oh, wait, no, we have more games to preview. Uh, Hey, did you forget that we're going somewhere this weekend, Evan? (laughs) Yes, uh, we are going to Arkansas, and it's going to be very, very fun. I'm very excited. Hopefully the weather keeps trending warmer like it has been. We've been watching that. Please, God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, big old old birthday trip here for for me and then also for Nathan, I guess. I'll include you in that. Yeah. Wait, when is when is your birthday, Courtney? In nine minutes. Nine minutes? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. The Whoa. youngest. Well, now I guess I'm not the youngest GTP dear, but uh, yeah, my well, birthday gonna, is March 7th. So I'm going to try to remember to tell you happy birthday in nine minutes, yeah. even though technically <laughs> we got to keep this rolling for an hour and nine minutes. For we haven't gotten to basketball yet, so we might. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, uh, so I am going, this is going to be a little unconventional because uh, my uncle, uh, who does not live in Fayetteville, the other uncle is a diehard, uh, Arkansas Razorbacks baseball fan. Um, he's also rich. So he donated some money and there's like a big a statue, like the Arkansas a it's somewhere in the stadium that I got to go find that he paid for. Oh, um, wow. yeah. So anyway, I, I asked him for, uh, for his thoughts and he said, we're going to kick your ass. And then he said, actually, here are a few thoughts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, he says uh, pitching was expected to be their strength this year, but they lost a starter recently to Tommy John uh, Jackson Wiggins, 
Oh. And then their closer just strained his UCL. Um, that guy's name is Brady Tigart, but it looks like he's going to be able to come back later this year. So, so that's good for them. Uh, but not this weekend. Um, hopefully for us, I guess. I mean, I hope he's okay, but you know, um, he says they have a mostly new position group, but they had a top recruiting class and uh, portal hall. Brady Slavens is their best returning starter. He's a strong hitter, uh, who played DH last year and is, uh, slotting in that role again this year. Um, and then they have a, a kid named Peyton Stovall, who is a hitting machine. He says, who's playing, uh, at his more natural position of second base now. Um, and then their transfer, they, they got a transfer from Kansas who plays center field, who's very fast and very good in the field. Uh, kid named Wegner is their left fielder. Who's, uh, transfer from Creighton. So they brought in some important pieces here. You know, I said pitching was expected to be their strength, but it has not been so far this year. You know, part of that I think is the injuries, but I think part of it is probably just early season stuff like we're seeing, right? We got to just got to work out who slots and where, but he says uh, sophomore lefty Hagen Smith has been salty and returning postseason hero. Will McIntyre has struggled a bit so far. So they're hoping that he can settle in. Yeah, Nathan, you got you got anything to add on in terms of their numbers and stuff or anything to, to kind of fill in there? Yeah, uh, just rankings wise, Arkansas RPI right now is 37th, which seems a bit low for them, especially because I'm still seeing them top 10 rankings uh, elsewhere. Nine and two on the year. Their only loss is coming to number 16 TCU at the College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, and lost one of their three games to Eastern Illinois at their home stadium, and that game was 12-3 to in favor of the, that looks like a Panther. Is it a Panther? Let's find yeah, out. They are the Panthers. Right. I was right. Damn. Hell they yeah. It's funny, though, that none of the guys that you just listed out, Evan, have the highest batting average on the team. Their highest batter comes from Jace Bullfren. That's gonna. That's how we're going to pronounce it. Bullfren. Was that one of the names you said? No. No. Yeah, he has a batting average of .424. Oh, wow. Um, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So he, yeah. And I mean, Jared Wagner comes in at 0.415 underneath him, followed by Peyton Stovall and Brady Slavin for ones that you had mentioned. But yeah, the <laughs> the guys that you mentioned aren't even the ones with the highest batting average on the team. Yeah, Bufferin is also, um, it, it's not a case of small sample size either. It's uh, played yeah. in and started all 11 games. Yeah, he's wow. he's. He's on fire right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, both him and Wagner, the other name that you said, they also seem to be great at getting on base via the walk. Wagner has 10 bases on balls to Bufferin's nine. Team-wise, though, I mean, they're coming off of a three-game sweep of Wright State traveling down right? uh, to Arkansas. State? Wright, as in the Wright brothers, although their mascot oh. is not a plane. It is well, a dog, but their name is the Raiders. This one is more confusing to me. They'll play Army on Tuesday. And then Louisiana Tech in the three-game series that we'll all be at and already have tickets for, even though we'll be in the outfield. We'll be yelling very loud. Uh, I'm yeah. excited for this. This is another team that feels like an all-miss type situation. Yeah, for sure. We can beat and, them. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We might not. Well, for sure. Yeah, we can beat them. I mean, um, and you mentioned we'll be in the outfield, Nathan. He, uh, Uncle Kurt offered some more um, information here. He said, Baumwalker Stadium holds 12,000-ish and is one of the best college stadiums in the country. Uh, fans will be friendly to non-SEC opponents, especially if said opponents are major underdogs and don't piss off the home team by winning any games. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to see okay. about that. Um, well, I don't know. We have a pretty good 
we have a pretty good thing going with the past few times we've gone to opponent stadiums and have actually made some good friends with like just the yeah, opponent. We've you know, lost at most ODU of those games. and Marshall. Yeah, games yeah. we lost. That's fair. Um, Baseball's a little different. He says the hog pen, which is where we'll be. That's the outfield. Uh, is a special place to watch the game, enjoy barbecue and beer and fun fans. Yeah, so it turns out you can bring in like a cooler and stuff with beer in it. So uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to load up before we get there. Um, but uh, then he also said, and this is kind of a, a weird thing that's uh, fun to share. When they have the bases loaded at home games, they have a weird tradition of wearing what they call beer hats or even putting beers on top of their heads. So the fans will all like put beers on top of their heads. Uh, this is because a, a while back the Jumbotron started playing a graphic when the bases were loaded that looked the character looked like a mug of beer. It wasn't, but it looked like it. So the fans <laughs> just ran with it, and now it's a tradition. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so excited for load the bases too often, but um, but you know it, that'll that'll be fun to. To see, yeah, we're we're really excited. Obviously, it's going to be a fun um, trip. We got the three of us: Matt, Julia, Catherine, my wife. Um, Josh is going to come down for a couple of the games. I think a couple other friends may stop by. So yeah, it's going to be a, a really really fun weekend. Yeah, yeah, hopefully win or lose, but hopefully win. <laughs> but it'll be fun. Yeah, and then also because we're all traveling for this game, I want to go ahead and preview the next week's midweek opponent. I uh, won't talk too much about him, if only because we've been recording for a while anyway. Uh, Air Force comes to Ruston for a two-game series next Tuesday and Wednesday. The Falcons right now are 4-9, and nine, um, including lo- losing 2-3 of three to Army and the Liberty Classic and 2-3 of three to Navy in the Freedom Classic. Hey, the last time they were in town was when you had that really bomb tweet. Yeah, last time we won like 18-1 to one, and there was the Air Force one oh, joke. Yeah. Still riding the high. <laughs> Still of one of our tweet. best tweets of all time, I think, in terms Such of good tweet. performance. Um, yeah, obviously, that was the last time we played them. We didn't play them again ever. Um, <laughs> Definitely not in we, Austin, Texas. Yeah, the one where I was sitting right behind home plate in the sun, getting sunburned <laughs> in hell. No, that that never happened. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? No. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at their – so they, they lost their best player. He transferred to LSU, Paul Skeens, um, from that team. Looking at their team th- so far this year, uh, best batter is going to be Sam Colossingham. I think I remember that name from last year. He's got a 472 average and a 1.227 OPS right now. Um, yeah, they've they've got another OPS over uh, over one in terms of guys who've played a lot, and that's Jay Thomason. He's just over one at 1.003. Like I said, quick preview. Uh, hopefully. Tech is able to ride the high off of sweeping Arkansas and then sweep the next team alphabetically oh, yeah. in Air Force. It's more fun that way. Yeah. Next team alph- yeah. Air Force comes after Arkansas in the alphabet, but that's just true. What, pretend like what do you guys think, though? That. We got five games, right? Hmm. I think we went three of them, honestly. I can see us winning two or three from Arkansas, and no way can I see us sweeping. And I can see us winning one of Air Force or the other way. We win one Arkansas game and then sweep Air Force. Yeah, I'll I'll say uh, I'll say the boys pull it out for me on my birthday, the eleventh. Uh, so the Saturday game, um, which by the way, tickets to that now are like sixty five dollars. That's the get in price right now. So <laughs> might be a fun atmosphere um, on Saturday afternoon. But yeah, I, I think we'll I think we'll take one from Arkansas and then uh, sweep the Air Force midweek. I'll say we're gonna go four and. I think we're going to drop Sunday, but we'll win Friday, Saturday, and then sweep Air Force. Nice. 
hey, I'd rather do that. But yeah, so that's it for baseball right now. For basketball, though, just to do this without a transition because transitions take time. Tech played two games this past week against the Florida Twins and FIU and FAU and almost won both of them. It yeah. really kind of came uh, down to the wire hey. both games. This was actually some of the most exciting basketball I'd seen in a while out of this Tech team. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, just just so I mean, what a way for them to end the regular season, right? They're on a six game losing streak. They come out, they came back from down sixteen points, right, against FIU on Thursday and made it a close game. They actually go up two um with seven minutes left. And, you know, then that that momentum kind of faded. FIU uh ties the game with seven seconds left, and uh we go to overtime after Jordan Crawford misses a three. Uh, and uh tech is able to survive <laughs> survive in overtime winning 77 to 76 you know really showing that uh that they do still care right i mean that's that's nice to see because when you lose six games it's easy to check out especially first year head coach your star player left the team like it would have been easy for them to give up down 16 um but they didn't so you know shout out to shout out to them i thought you had three three pointers in overtime and Usually when those go your way, you're in for a lot of hurt, but all of their field goals, and I don't think they got to the foul line, but every other shot was missed, and that helped a lot when it came to Tech winning this game. Like you said, 77 to 76. And coming back from that 16-point deficit, I mean, there was an 11-0 run that Tech went on for a bit. That was kind of refreshing to see. Just just seeing that energy again was really good. And Isaiah Crawford played a huge part of that. I was really... Shocked that Tech won this game, having him foul out with, what, two minutes left in, in regulation. It seems like when Isaiah Crawford is knocked out of the game, Tech just falls apart. But that didn't happen on Thursday night. Saturday, though, against the Owls of FAU, this was another very close game. I mean, based off of what happened last time between these two teams, you could probably predict it. But not based off of how good FAU has been all year long and how mediocre Tech has been throughout most of it. Uh, Tech actually held a 69 to 68 lead with four minutes left, but then went cold, missing their next five shots. And that allowed FAU to build a 74 to 68 lead with two minutes left. I was going to say Tech led for a good bit of this game. Yeah, they really led for almost all the game. I mean, Uh, yeah, but even led late, too. But the issue was that that cold shooting happened. Tech misses a shot, gets an offensive rebound, misses a shot, gets an offensive rebound. Drevin Magnum. Drevin Magnum makes his third chance opportunity to cut the deficit to four. FAU misses the basket on their end. Isaiah Crawford makes it on our end. Two-point game. Turnover by the Owls. Tech has the chance, has a chance to, you know, tie, take the lead, do something. They actually have three chances here before FAU is able to score another point, but they miss all three of the shots that they take, and FAU goes on to win this game 76-72. to 72. I mean, I feel like this game is a very good, just kind of like, I don't know, representation of how this whole season has felt. <sighs> so close, yet so far away. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and maybe mean, it hasn't actually been so close, but I mean, there have been moments throughout the season where it seemed like Tech really, really had a grasp on things and really had a hand on it. Um, but I mean, through the season and has as it went and the series of events that have taken place since the start of the season, it just kind of has become even further away. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Playing this way against a team, the quality of FAU, uh, we did it before too, right? Like, but it felt like going into this game, okay, we have no chance because Kobe had like 27 points or something. I think I'm not looking at it, but 
<laughs> you know, that was his last game as a Bulldog. Um, we didn't know it at the time, obviously, but overtime loss over in uh, over in Boca. It sucks to go out like this, especially when we had so many chances at the end of the game to, you know, really grasp the lead and and say like, no, we're we're gonna we're going out on a win, right? We're going into that conference tournament. I think it made the difference in us being the ten seed or the seven seed, maybe. I think I so. I don't know what that actually did for us. Yeah, seventh and tenth play each other. I think it was like the sixth seed. Okay, the tenth seed. Um, so I think that would just trade us from playing against North Texas if we win the first game to playing UAB. UAB. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I guess pick your pick your poison, right? We're going to have to upset every team yeah. we face. Everybody. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Unless UTSA makes it out of Rice and UAB alive. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to upset a lot of teams. And so at this point, who cares? We play who we play. It doesn't matter. Let's just try to win those games because this week is the week of the Frisco basketball championship at the star. Um, Insert air horn noises, air horn noises. Do, 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 do. That's yeah, that editing one. cue for me later. Uh, yeah. Tech ends up not getting a first round buy in this year's tournament. All 11 teams also make the tournament, which means it's a kind of lopsided weird bracket thing. But Tech will face off against FIU on Wednesday, March 8th at 8 p.m. Central or streaming on ESPN+. If they win that game, they'll play the next day at the same time against North Texas. And from there, it gets a little more complicated. But FIU is the team we have up first. We just played them this past week, so there's probably not too much to talk about there. Tech has split the season series against the Panthers, winning the home game and losing the away game. Uh, the away game was back in February, February 9th. It was 66 to 62. And then they won this game this past week in overtime, 77 to 67. Uh, if history holds true, this may be another close game where who knows which team will win, but it should be exciting either way uh, because these past couple of games against the Panthers have been. If they make it out of I was going to say Frisco, but the whole thing is in Frisco. But if they make it out of that game alive, they'll move on to play North Texas, a team that just beat Western Kentucky this past Saturday, 67 to 33. Uh, uh, is WKU that? No, never mind. And I already know the answer to that question. Anyway, they're not I don't great, know but they're not happened. that bad. It must be the eight or the nine seed, I guess. WKU. Yeah. One, either one of the, I think they're eighth. There eight. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's disgusting. I, yeah. Uh, um, I, maybe I'd rather. So Ken Palm's given us a fifty nine percent chance to win this FIU game. By the way, um, seventy five to seventy two predicted. I don't know how much do we need to pre. We played North Texas twice. We lost both games. Uh, I mean, if, I think that we could just like make our tournament predictions. Yeah. How we, far do we think we'll go? If we I think were to we'll, make it past North Texas, we'd probably be playing UAB, who we lost to twice. Like you know. Yeah. So yeah, what do y'all think is going to happen? Yeah. How far do you think we get in this tournament? First round is the first round, then quarterfinals, semis, and then finals, and then I guess champion. Uh, yeah, uh, Courtney, you want to start with how far in this tournament you think we'll get? Yeah. Uh... I'll say that we'll beat FIU barely. Like, I think this is going to come down to the last few minutes or we go to overtime. I I don't think we make it past UNT, though. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, there's no way we're beating North Texas. Not with this lineup. (laughs) I mean... Not not with this lineup, not with the year we've had. So uh, I'll say Unless their whole team gets injured. <laughs> I'll say, well, they don't have a game between now and 
now on when they would potentially be playing us. So, uh, freak practice accident. Um, yeah, I think quarterfinals is, is as far as we get. I think that we beat North Texas. Actually, I think we get to the semifinals. I think we somehow pulled out, if only because the football team's last loss, or I guess last conference game, was against UAB, and they lost. And so I think it only tracks that the basketball team should have the same fate under the same circumstances of a first-year head coach. Uh, I, I can see pulling out against North Texas, pulling out a win. Uh, they're a good team, but they are defense-heavy, and you never really know what happens. That's how they've lost some games earlier this year is – North if Texas Fowler- is going to demolish whoever they play in the quarterfinal game. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> whether I mean, it's us or FIU, I it's saying, it's Nathan, be ugly. We did beat them forty-two to thirty-six last year in the semifinals. So, yeah. like, I, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, uh, but but we're not that we're not that team from last year. This we year, we so. do not have Kenny Lawson Jr. and I will yeah. die on or Kobe field. Williams, right? Like Kobe, Kobe Williams, Williams is our best defensive player. So. These past couple games against the Florida schools, that's when we saw Jordan Crawford really come into his own yeah. as a true freshman, and he's looked better and better, and I think he makes you think Kobe who in the first two games. Wow. Mm. Well, that's a hot take. That that would certainly be something. Also, we kind of glossed over the basketball game. Shout out to uh, Kenny Hunter. <laughs> Uh, 13 points, 13 rebounds in that FIU game. Um, Really coming into his own lately. Also, you mentioned Jordan Crawford. Yeah, 14 points in both games. Um, So, yeah, good stuff from the freshman. Played 40 minutes in that uh, FAU loss. So, I don't Maybe you're right. But we also only played seven players total in that game. (laughs) To rest up for the tournament. Um, Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Let's talk about women's basketball, though, for right now, because they also play two games, FIU and FAU. Uh, Very quick recaps for these games. The Texters were down six uh, after the first quarter against the Panthers, but the Texters outscored FIU 23 to nine in the second quarter to go into halftime up 31 to 23. That eight point lead ballooned to 13 before going to the final 10 minutes. The fourth quarter was a little bit scary, but FIU was never able to make it a one possession game. And the Texters end up winning this one 69 to 62. FAU, it was a back-and-forth game throughout. Tech was never able to get any breathing room as the Texers only held a one-point lead going into intermission. Tech held the lead for the entire second half but were never able to fully pull away and both teams went cold in the final minutes allowing Tech to win against FAU and end the season on a, I guess not a winning streak because you have a loss mixed in there against Middle Tennessee, but on a hot streak at least with a win of 65 to 60. Yeah, I mean, um, they won seven of their last eight games going in. So, I mean, that's that's about as good as you can be. And the only loss coming to a uh, to a nationally ranked opponent. So, I mean, yeah, it, it sucks. Also lost by two and missed a missed a two pointer to tie it at yeah. the end or it got blocked or whatever. So, you know, in I'll terms take, of I'll take a good loss over, you know, some of these yeah, other well, losses we've until seen. Fresco. <laughs> we get the first guy. I don't care. Yeah. Not only is the team heating up, Keanu Walker had her best performance of the year. 30 points. I mean, again, I don't follow conference USA women's basketball closely enough to really say this, but if she's not on your ballot, at least for top, like if she's not in the mix on your ballot for top player in the conference, like I don't, I don't know what else she needs to do. Right. 30 points um, in a close win. Like, come on. 30 points. We only scored 65. I mean, what, what more do you want from her? Yeah, she's she seems like a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, we'll probably spend even less time previewing this tournament for the Lady Texters, uh, but just to kind of give a general bracket picture, 
Louisiana Tech is the fifth seed, which means they do get a first round bye to go straight into the quarterfinals where they'll face off Woo! against the four seed UTEP. This will be 11.30 a.m. Central on ESPN Plus on Thursday, March 9th. The winner of this game probably plays Middle Tennessee. They have to play against FIU and Charlotte, but it's it it will be Middle Tennessee who will face off against hopefully the Texters in a rematch that may have Tech coming out on top. I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe. I I will be overzealous on this one. I think Tech's going to win it all. Yeah, no, same. Absolutely. I think the Lady Texters are going to win it all this time. I think they're going to come they're going to beat UTEP, they're going to come pack and beat Middle Tennessee the way they should have in the first place. I don't know who they play in the finals, but whoever it is, we end up winning and we're going to win it all this time. So probably be Happy West birthday, Evan. Maybe, maybe Rice. Yeah. Uh I do I do want to rain on your parade a little bit. We have played UTEP no. twice this year and lost 62 to 54 and 72 to 66. Well, don't you think but, it's time for a win? Yeah, that was but when were those games? <laughs> when yeah, were those games? They were December 18th and January 7th. So yeah. obviously before the uh the good old the good old seven of eight streak we're on here now. I think Tech is playing very, very good basketball. Um, UTEP obviously got the four seed, so they must be okay. I mean, yeah, they're actually on a two game losing streak. Uh, granted, they just ended the season at Middle Tennessee where they lost in overtime, but yeah. uh, I mean, they are a good team too. You cannot rain on my parade. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying I think we will beat UTEP this time. Um, Rematch with MTSU is going to be really interesting. Um, I was at the game last year in the semifinals when we were able to, you know, they they literally could not miss a shot in the first half. And then we shut them completely down in the third and half of the fourth quarter, um, really just to just defensively dominated that game um, in the second half. But I think this year, I think this year it's MTSU's conference to lose. And I just I just don't see us getting through. You know, we almost pulled through a couple weeks ago at home. Um, this one's in a in a neutral setting, and I just, you know, unfortunately, I, I just see our season ending there in the semifinals. You're wrong, but I understand why you would come to that conclusion. Yeah, let's go to softball. Yeah, softball, real quick. Uh, real good week, five and zero. Oh, Love uh, it. In- including a five and three uh, victory over Central Arkansas. Who Nathan? I think you said they're pretty good, right? Yeah, 49th ranking in Massey. Oh damn! Thirteen and oh, five wow. on the year. What's up? Do you have our Massey pulled up right now? Our Massey is now up to seventy-eight. I think it was at a nice. hundred a week ago. A week no, ago, yeah, it was. It was. So then we outscored UMass Lowell and uh, Houston Christian University, uh, aka the former Baptists of of uh, Houston. I guess they're more inclusive now. Uh, <laughs> beat them twenty-seven to zero in four games at Doc Billy's, um, and that's what I'm calling it now, Doc Billy's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trademark it. Put it on a shirt. Actually, we might be able to do that. Actually, oh, yeah. man. We, can, um, we can make a Doc Bailey shirt. <laughs> yeah, but at twenty. Obviously, you win twenty-seven to zero across four games. That's pretty good uh, across the board. Uh, twenty. <laughs> Why is there a question mark in there? Yeah, twenty-three no, straight Flat innings for Tech pitching, and it would have been probably more, but we kept run rolling the opponent. So three straight run roll wins <laughs> for the batting. Why uh, couldn't they be you better? Love to see it. Yeah, pr- pretty good weekend, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week we welcome a midweek opponent in ULM and then open up conference play against North Texas. Ooh. ULM is 14 and 8 on the year, 115th ranked in Massey. And uh, right now, Massey predicts Tech will win this game 3 to 2. Uh, pretty close matchup, but it's North Texas that is yeah. going to be the big dog there. 12 and 8 on the year, 48th ranked in Massey. I believe that is the highest ranked conference opponent. 
Uh, we'll play teams like ULL, LSU, and uh, Texas A&M uh, later in the year that are higher ranked than North Texas. But when it comes to Conference USA, they are the team to beat. Uh, right now, Massey gives us a 35% chance to win these games. Final score predicted of 3-2. to two, But, you know, we should just run roll them too. Um, and I'm sorry to say, guys, that I have to cancel the Arkansas trip because Saturday, a.k.a. my birthday, is country game day at at Doc Billy's. And I just need to know what that means. So <laughs> you named it Doc Billy's. You willed <laughs> this into existence. That's true. Doc it's, Billy's definitely Doc, hosts the country night. Yeah, Doc Billy definitely. <laughs> Doc Billy's, Doc Billy's, Billy's bar and grill. Like the name of the, the guy who makes boudin behind his house and sells it to <laughs> yeah. people. Um, yeah, Doc Billy's, uh, yeah. I think that's all the sports uh, there is. There is another softball game on Tuesday again, uh, next Tuesday against Northwestern state. Oh, right. Yeah. If uh, do that. So yeah, but, but other than they that, yeah, that's all the sport. I believe, uh, well, the tennis team did some stuff too. Uh, I think they want to probably play tennis and lost a, a match this week. And I think that's all the sports they, let's see, they beat Stetson who was ranked 60th in the nation. I saw. Uh, Stetson, uh, my friend who played flute in Tex band, I assume, hat. Um, um, and then they lost to, uh, Toledo down in Tampa, Florida and beat USF down in Tampa, Florida. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and that I believe is actually all of the sports. Yeah. So let's go all to tweet the, the week. Man, this is such a busy time of year. It is such a busy time of year. And so let's, uh, go ahead and try to wrap this up. Tweet of the week. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to Terry Netterville. We already talked about this shirt before, but she took some pictures of Lane Burroughs wearing the shirt that says, we don't care. And the bulldog logo on it. Uh, her tweet says, I captured this picture of uh, her still Netterville visiting with his coach Burroughs and former teammates. Zoom in and look at Burroughs shirt. I think his message is clear. It's that we don't care. Of course, we turned this into our own merch because we're selfish, but still a great Sure, it's still a great moment, and I'm really happy this team is rallying around what could just be their rallying cry for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's seeing like that interview with Lane Burroughs and just seeing the we don't care, we're Louisiana Tech, like, yeah, you know what? That's a good energy, and like, I don't know, I just, I love the energy that Lane Burroughs brings to this team, and just yeah. the, the feeling in the love shack, and just the feeling from the players and the moms, and it's just, it's, it's a good, just feeling to have with tech yeah. sport yeah i also love that one of the responses to this tweet is somebody just saying go easy on the calf raises at steel nine <laughs> uh, steel apparently still hitting the gym uh while he's in med school so good for him i guess um meanwhile me not in med school also not hitting the gym so uh penalties offset <laughs> i think you're good yeah 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 yeah, well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our website, gtpdd.dog, or especially go to the shop right now, gtpdd.dog slash shop, where you can get the March shirt of the month. It's a little bare bones. Yeah, some baseball elements, says tech on it. Uh, also available in a sweatshirt and a baseball tee. You get, and you, you get can get that. the bonus shirt of the month. Yeah, the bonus shirt. It's not of the month. It's just of the always. Uh, the We Don't Care tea and tank. Both men's and women's style tanks. Nice and blue. Got a cool looking bulldog on it. Some baseball stitches. Says we don't care. Because we don't care. Get it. Let the world know how much you don't care by paying $25 for a t-shirt. GTPDD.dog slash shop. 
And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And go tech. Please don't die. like one timely hit and this game is is unreachable right we end up winning it by one run so yeah, yeah. took meanwhile had five left on base and uh three of the five were all philip matulia <laughs> <laughs> just no, yeah. no one wants to help out poor philip come on phil, phil wants to score runs too guys it's, it's home runs or nothing with phil somehow he struck out four times and four at bats and was left on base three times i don't trust this box score anymore but uh <laughs> either way